baby. <laughs> Eating a Godfather's pizza? Yeah, it's it's a very midwestern pizza. What does that mean? A lot thick of crust. Yeah, a lot yeah. of thick crust. Yeah. Chicago kind of style. <laughs> Made you look. Welcome to Set Jitter Park. My name is Tom Cullen. Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. How's this world treating you on this fine day? Uh, not too bad, even though I guess this is 9-11 Saturday, so it's not a super happy day. But No. Um, yeah, we'll have to uh, just remember this day, 20-year anniversary. Um, pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll never forget those who lost their lives and, you know, everybody affected. So um, it's a very sad day solemn day it is um not to get into the whole thing about it but where were you uh 9 that morning um i was driving to the university and i remember i was just pulling up uh and about to park when they said a plane crashed into the world trade center and i remember sticking around in my car for a while because at that time it was like is it a small plane or you know like what have you and there was a uh, intern fair that i was kind of manning a booth and so i was going up and down to the TV room. I remember when I went down the TV room right away, there was like three people there. And of course, through the course of the day, it was like packed for people just trying to to get news. But um, it, w- it was interesting. So obviously I went back to work and then I had to go pick up after schoolers that day in, the, um, in one of the vans. And I remember going to the parking lot and we heard a plane overhead. And at that point, you shouldn't hear any planes, but it was uh, Air Force One leaving uh, off at Air Force Base. Oh, wow. Uh, going back to, to Washington with President oh Bush. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's kind wow. of weird. Yeah, I guess there's like a secure base there or something like that. Yeah, it's actually about two, three miles from my house, current house, so not too far away. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So, but of course, very sad day. We're remembering those uh, on September 11th, 2001, um, and we will uh, always think of you. Um, before we get into the highest-grossing films of 2002 here on Set Chatter Saturdays. The question that the world has, uh, Robert, is what did you think of the first episode of I did not have sexual relations with that woman? I really liked it. We're talking about American Crime Story impeachment, and uh, I really liked it mostly just for Sarah Paulson's and I would say interpretation of Linda Tripp. Um, I I was cackling at her ex- facial expressions and and everything that she was doing. So um, <laughs> I will. I know it's kind of been criticized too, kind of it's making kind of more of a hoopla than maybe it should. I don't know. Do we need say TV series about this? Uh, I don't know, but um, I'm enjoying it so far. I agree. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with your assessment. See, I love Sarah Paulson. I could watch a Sarah Paulson channel all day of her just doing different <laughs> characters because I think she's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I do really like this series so far. Uh, I've watched the, I've watched the first episode twice. You know, I watched it the first one, and then I gave it, like, another one a few days later. But I agree with you. I don't know if it needs its whole series. We kind of know what happens. Uh, yeah. I mean, we know what, they all, what happens with all of them. But I, I feel like they should have done, like, the Menendez brothers or, like uh, – John Benet Ramsey, like something like that. That something was like maybe. more of a bigger crime thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. How much is this? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, but we'll see. So, and uh, I'll be curious to, as as you know, I watched Sarah Paulson film uh, a couple scenes from my hotel window. So, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. Um, I, I remember seeing that, but I was on the first episode that the scene at the Hilton was actually at the uh, Holiday Inn, right? Not. I don't think there's been a scene that I've I haven't seen the the scene they shot yet. So you there's haven't. a couple of different. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Uh, I know my hotel is supposed to be the Marriott, and I know there's a scene where she's um, talking to somebody outside a hotel and stuff like that, and there's a, a breakfast and stuff like that. So, um, oh. but we'll, I'll, I'll let you know when it gets here. So, but it, okay. it was so, always, of course, always fun seeing her as Linda Tripp in person. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So the scene in the, in the first episode where Linda Tripp is having lunch with that that Manish chick, that was not at the Holiday Inn. No. Okay. I'm not sure where that was. Yeah. All right. I'll keep, we'll keep you posted. posted. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> this is this has to be our new uh, our new thing now. We don't have the stand anymore, so now it's it's impeachment, <laughs> folks. You know. That's all we have. Did a lot of people watch it? I didn't see anything in no. my social media feeds of like, it hey, was, watching impeachment. No, it was one of the lowest rated oh. Ryan Murphy's ever. So. Really. It'll it'll, it'll eke out to. Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure if there's kind of high interest, you know, like it's it's pretty fresh, you know, like what what don't we know that has not been televised? True. That's true. And if it weren't American Crime Story, I would not watch it. If it was just a yeah. story about. No, I, I wouldn't be interested at all. So well, if it wasn't Sarah Paulson, I don't know if I'd watch it. You know? I don't think I would either. <laughs> but, I know uh, who I want to be for Halloween now. <laughs> <laughs> I think for Halloween, you need to bring out that clown suit you wore when you were a child. Oh jeez, <laughs> don't want to. I still can't get over that. That's that is like the same costume in Halloween, but it's, that was before the movie, so that was yeah, like a real costume. That's probably 1975, 76. So I guess I guess clown costumes were a thing. I don't know if that's possible because yeah. you weren't even born yet, sir. Robert's about 26. <laughs> of, course. of course, yeah. <laughs> So you're listening to Set Chatter Saturdays. Thank you, listeners. We have a great show tonight. We have 2002, the highest grossing films, according to Box Office Mojo. We're going to slice through, let you know if they still hold up, and then we're going to get into some honorable mentions, and then we're going to get into terrible movies that we will still watch. So uh, kicking us off, Robert, what do we have for number one? Spider-Man. Spidey. One of the many iterations of (laughs) Spider-Man. One of 30. Yes. (laughs) In a three-decade time span, too. <laughs> Not even you know, three decades. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. I, I always felt felt the reboot was too too soon off the heels of three, but I get why they wanted to do something different. <laughs> They're like, oh gosh, just get the if taste. You saw out. three in the theater. The reboot couldn't come quick enough. <laughs> I still love that you walked out of three. Well, just one of the endings. I was like, I've had. A, I saw a couple I'm, of endings, and I'm like, all right, I'm. This is not. It's not going anywhere. I'm just. I'm done. I've had it. I can't do this. Yes. Um, Spider-Man, the original, I saw this theatrically as well. It, uh, it was a fun movie for, for the most part to me, it still holds up. Um, there are some, some things that don't, don't age very well. Um, but overall they, it didn't get as crazy and robust in the, uh, first one as it did with the later ones. So, um, for me, it holds up. Yeah, it was, it was fun at the time. I'll say that, but, uh, probably does not hold up to me. So, but I do, I do enjoy the Tom Holland Spider-Man's the newest version. I think it's kind of fun. Agreed. Uh, that upside-down kiss doesn't age very well. Oh my! And if I have to hear that one more time on the Warner Brothers tour, ugh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> over and over. And I was like, this is more like the. Sta- I mean, that staircase has been used in so many other things. Of no Annie, Purple yeah. Rain cover, you know. Right. 
so many things. I'm like, oh, I have to see, to hear about how he stuck cotton balls up his nose so he wouldn't drown. Yeah, I remember that too. The the purple <sighs> rain cover alone should yeah, that, that's that enough. should be enough. Yeah, that should be a photo op right there for people. I was actually talking to a friend uh, Bryce yesterday. He we were talking about the Warner Brothers tour, and he was saying how um, you know, it was interesting how they'll still mention the great outdoors in that one part, or or at least they did the last time he went, which is um kind of interesting but uh he says it's funny that some of the times he went they will do what you said they'll give these contemporary references that are kind of outdated where it's like here's where you know teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 shot this or something you know it wasn't bad but and you're like oh i I didn't really remember it for that but i guess that's it no yeah they some of them have their script you're like and the music band and i know half the tram's like what the hell is the music band like (laughs) Shaboopy, shaboopy. Yeah. Um, you know, you know the music man, though. I do know, of course. Of course, I do know what that is. Seventy-six trombones. Okay, yes. number two is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Actually, I, I did see this in the theater. <laughs> Good. I'm proud of you. It. Here's. Uh, I, I know. So I, I I get criticized for hating on the prequels or people feeling like I'm joining. Uh, a bandwagon, but they're just not good movies. They have some great elements. I like, obviously, this one. I like the um, Django Fett parts and the uh, what was the thing that would it would like cut the uh, all the asteroids in half and whatever that noise was and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that has some scenes that I liked, and then of course this is the one with uh, <laughs> Anakin talking about how much he hates sand and. Mm. Probably my all-time favorite death of Anakin's mother, Shmi. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I do remember I'm cackling in the theater that we just it's so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> How do you not? And, and the romance, you know, <laughs> oh, painful. Oh. You know, most people at the time felt the way you did, and uh, but there were people that still defend it. Yeah. And it's it's. I just want to say to them, it's not. It's, disregarding the entire prequels there's just so much bad things going on mm-hmm. that like it's okay to criticize you're not like less of a fan yeah. i feel like some people just feel like a blind need to defend the prequels and uh yeah i agree with you it does not yeah. hold up in fact attack I, of the clones is i think is the weakest of the prequels yeah i mean i don't blindly defend every halloween or friday the 13th you know <laughs> right of course you know what's yeah of course not this is the jason takes manhattan of star wars <laughs> <laughs> This is the reboot, Friday the 13th. <laughs> so bad. Um, what do we have next? Uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Could be any of them. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't right. know between them all. <laughs> Truly. Uh, I, I don't even remember if I saw this. I, I think I did in the theater once, but that, that, yeah. I did see them all in the theater, but I, I can't distinguish. <laughs> I can't distinguish any of them apart. But It all runs together. Yeah, so no, no on that. No on this. Yes. Number uh, four. Number four is, does not hold up. What? So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> number four is Signs. This is one of my favorite movies of all time, so I'm very biased. But I, it does still hold up, objectively speaking, um, for the most part. It does, despite Mel Gibson and then despite despite Water Cooler the next day, because you're like, wait a second. If, what, if <laughs> our, our planet is made up of what, 70% water, I don't even know. And I think it's like that, 80 yeah, it's kind of like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the the Batman plot hole where they're gonna with the water they're gonna change the water. It's like that's like eighty yeah. percent of the human body. 
Um, and they're they're in the corn, and I'm like, you know how much irrigation goes on in cornfields? It's like, <laughs> wait, wait, I was like, wait a second. What are you but, doing? Uh, as a, it, it's a good roller coaster movie. It sure. is. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, one of my favorites. Saw that when it came out. Obviously, they filmed that right near where I used to live. And I do just have to say, um, they do make that town, which is Doylestown, portrayed as just Bucks County, Pennsylvania, as this yeah. one horse town, you know, where they're like, oh, we do have a book on aliens. One of them city folk left it here. Like, we have a public library. There are many books on aliens. And five minutes from where that farm was, there was there would be 20 teenagers smoking outside of Starbucks. So yeah. it's not it's not like this, t- <laughs> this like town that's you know hasn't seen the 21st century yeah. yet which is funny yeah and my grandma's pharmacy was the pharmacy in morrisville oh, uh, Mor- yep oh how cool that's where my dad grew up he'll be listening to this so i think oh, my grandma said they watched because i'm thinking mel was there and stuff like that of course but um they watched some film a little bit well that's so interesting morrisville morrisville um very cool so we, still yes. I own it, it at least on DVD still. I don't know if I have it on Blu-ray. It's happening. Why don't you play Furry Furry Rabbit? It's a game, isn't it? Uh, what do we have next? Uh? Uh, this one I completely forgot about. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm. Yes, did forget was about it. Probably a sleeper hit. It was obviously not. It's not a film that anybody expected to be in the top ten, let alone the top five of the year. But um, mm-hmm. and then it begat, I know, a sequel and then a TV series as well. But um, but no, for me, I did, it didn't quite hold up. It's a, it 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 is it did feel like a living sitcom. <laughs> it did, yeah. This thing was massive. It was uh, I don't I don't know if it was an independent film, but it grossed almost four hundred million. Um, and I remember this is all you heard about for mm-hmm. like when this was like every day. I was in college, and someone's like, "A big fat Greek wedding," and you're like, "Oh, I guess I gotta see it." Because all then of you, you are. Yeah, and you see it, and then you're like, "Oh, that's amusing." Not. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, does, does this hold up? I have not seen this since it. I, I guess saw it I, once, so I would say no. I'm sure there's yeah. still people that love it, but. Yeah, agree with you. Um, what do we have next? Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Love <laughs> <laughs> the way you say it. Lord of the Rings, the two towers. <laughs> like when you try to get through it. It's, it's a yeah. I can't remember how long this one was either. But I was like, oh, it is a chore. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. obviously, I'm telling you, this does not hold up. And then I'm always amazed that they come out with the longer versions of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? You see that more and more. Yeah. The director's extended cut, and like they did that like with Blade Runner, like eight times, like the extended cut. Yeah. Three hours of extra footage. <laughs> Well, like, what else were we missing? I thought it was bloated as it was. So, and <laughs> and I still think back to um, uh, his version of King Kong, which was like ex- extremely bloated. It was like felt like it was probably mm. twice as long as the original King Kong. Oh, yeah. um, and it was probably one of the few April Fool's Day jokes that I fell for. Oh, uh, I wasn't thinking, but I remember <laughs> they said they were releasing a condensed version <laughs> of Peter Jackson's King Kong. That'll be streamlined. I was like, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I don't know why. But yeah. Right. Uh, no, I remember you uh, speaking about that before. That's funny. But no to me. On this yeah, one. I've never seen it. So Robert, Robert's uh, word is final. Um, number uh, seven, Austin Powers in Goldmember. This, so this is uh, Austin Powers 2? 
This is three. Three. Oh, okay. This is with uh, Michael Caine. Um, all new original jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all new uh, original material. Yeah, we're just not liking almost most of our top no. ten here. Um, no to this sequelitis. Jeez. Yeah. Austin Powers was funny when it came out, but uh, it just got you know so twisted. Uh, and they just kept redoing the same jokes, and I feel like the memes around the time and like the the pop culture surrounding it kind of ruined it too. You know, there's a lot of like mini me humor and yeah. You know, like uh, I just got I, I guess tired. Tired was the word. Yeah. Well, they start driving the jokes into the ground, and then it's just it's not funny anymore. But All right. Oh, next another sequel, <laughs> Men in Black, <laughs> two. <laughs> I've seen this. I don't remember it. Um, I remember we saw it in the theater because Men in Black 1 was a decent, kind of fun film. And then yeah. 2 just seemed like the exact same movie. I can't really remember. I can't. I can no longer distinguish uh, to them. Yeah. Yeah. One I enjoyed. Um, I'm not sure if 2 holds up. I have seen it. And I, they're all running together for me, too. I, I don't really remember what made this stand out. I'm looking at the page. I'm like, who was in here? Lara Flynn Boyle? It doesn't ring any bells. Of like, what was different? Uh, yeah, I, that does not. And the next one I did not even see. Ice Age. This is a, I think this is a Pixar one, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, I haven't seen this either. So it definitely doesn't hold up. If we so, haven't even seen it. It's terrible. It doesn't. Yeah, how can it? But, uh, you know, it's not made for us. This is a family film, so it it did well. Yeah. I've seen the previews many times. Yeah, no, the previews you remember. Yeah, and Ice Age 2. I remember the previews more for that. I felt like they were promoting that for months. <laughs> there were there were a lot of promotion yeah. for Ice Age yeah. 2. Yeah. Uh, and number 10 is A Beautiful Mind. Um, so... I like this one. At the t- I like this one at the time. I've I've only seen it a couple times since, and I know they took uh, some liberties as based on a true story. But um, I I did enjoy this film. Yeah, no, it's I think it's a good movie. I think it definitely holds up. Um, it's about John Nash. Uh, that was the guy, genius. Um, I tend to like Ron Howard movies a lot. He's one of he's one of my I guess favorite directors you could say. But I think he always, for the most part, he. Uh, he usually delivers. He does a good job. And uh, was it Russell Crowe and... Russell Crowe and the great Ed Harris. Yeah. But it was good. Who, who was more known for General Starkey in the 1994 <laughs> version of The Stand. Oh, you know, we're going to be talking about The Stand soon again because I think in a couple of weeks I'm going to meet Mr. Gary Sinise. Oh, hell yeah. That's going to be exciting. Tell us yeah. about this this meet, if you can. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know too much about it. I just got an invite saying... Uh, one, I got an invite to this event where he was speaking. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go. You know, I'm in town. And and then uh, somebody's like, said, hey, I, do you want to go to the VIP meet and greet? I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> of course. They know me well enough that um, I'll bring a stand something for him to sign. Hopefully he'll do that. Yeah, that'd be so great. That's exciting, though. Congratulations. Yeah. He's he's going to be speaking at an event. Like, a, is it a Q&A kind of thing? I think so. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm just going. It would be funny if it were Q and A, and he was expected to answer questions about like Forrest Gump and the troops, you know, Wounded Warrior, and everybody was asking was questions like, about the stand. I'd be like, when Stu Redman did this, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, right. Any other questions? Uh, next, uh, something about the Warriors or Forrest Gump. 
Um, when you were filming in the stand, did, do you really kiss uh, Molly um, uh, Molly Ringwald? Okay. How much attitude did she bring to the set? Just let's be honest. <laughs> Gary Sinise was the first celebrity I ever saw after I moved to Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah. He seems um, like a down-to-earth guy. Yeah, he, he was eating at a Maggiano's, which is just a like an Olive Garden kind of chain. And I was there and, and walked out and... Uh, I was like, hey, it's Gary Sinise. <laughs> Hello. It's <laughs> like it. I was like, hey. Um, did you ask him about the stand? No, I wish I did. But that's what I was thinking. Um, the stand is forever in, ingrained <laughs> in my heart. I'm surprised you haven't rewatched it again. You know what? Last week I was going to, and then uh, I thought about I said, no, I'm not going to do this again. Let it rest a little bit. Yeah, you got to let it breathe. And that was the top ten in box office only <laughs> not i just feel like you know what we, the more we get away from the 80s the harder it is to find some commonality in top tens you're absolutely right it's been decreasing each year yeah and it's only going to get worse oh yes <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be fair it's it, there's not a light at the end of the tunnel yet no and it's going to get i mean I don't think we're going to go that far, but when you do look back at 2020 and 2021, our top tens are going to be so skewed of like there were barely films that <laughs> right nobody's yeah, going to know, know you know what these films were. Yeah, I know, totally skewed. Um, those top ten honorable mentions first on our list uh, is Scooby Doo. <laughs> this is the live action Scooby Doo with yeah. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, and I actually I kind of like this one. I thought it was kind of fun. I mean they. It's a fine line of how they kind of do TV reboots or reimaginings and stuff like that. So this one I thought had a good cast. Um, they were having fun with it. It wasn't too. Um, I probably still do. Um, was it Linda Cardinelli? Is that her name? Plays Velma. She's like my glasses, my glasses. Right. <laughs> so I still enjoy this. And I think I actually I think I I have the double feature on Blu-ray if I remember correctly. So. Oh, interesting. It's got to uh, be. I- I did enjoy this movie, and this kind of was around the time they were redoing a lot of the like 60s, 70s cartoons, like mm-hmm. Josie and the Pussycats, and um, there was a few other ones, too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I did enjoy this. This is good. Probably due to watch this. Yes. Um, Number two, Die Another Day. Of course, famously known uh, from Madonna's breakout <laughs> role in the film. I'll repeat myself. My favorite review of this film that alluded to Madonna's coming on screen as a clattering of broken dishes in a kitchen. <laughs> Unfair. Come on. She wasn't that bad in this, though, right? No, she was. And we've talked about this before. It's like, just really? it's just jarring, you know, because like uh, I think we all know who it is, you know, because they're fencing. And then, of course, uh, somebody else takes their mask off. And it's Madonna. And everybody I just remember in the theater, everybody's like, oh, it's Madonna, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, right, they're Madonna. talking, you know, and everybody's like, oh, I can't, you know, like, and then um, she's getting through her lines barely and trying not to look at the camera. And <laughs> Right, right. I remember that, too. I was at the theater with my friends Jason and Matt, and we're like, did you see? It's Madonna. Like, it's Madonna. No, she, like, <laughs> she should have, you know what? She should have just played Madonna in a James yeah. Bond, because that would have worked, you know? Totally. Be, like, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I've been fencing with Madonna. You know, like, people, that would have been believable. That would have been more believable. Been believable than... Right. She's eccentric. She's doing, like, other things. She's into Kabbalah and all this other weird yeah. stuff, like fencing. Probably like, I'm going to go shoot a music video. And she'd wink at the camera. 
See, Madonna is so famous and that it would work for her. Like you almost want to see that, you know, like yeah. Madonna playing Madonna. So, Not Mariah Carey in that movie. Oof. Ooh. Uh, oof. Um, but uh, now I have to think about the movie. I don't <laughs> – I remember Madonna more than anything than the actual movie. That speaks volumes about yes. I think it still holds up. It was actually a grittier movie than the last three. It was the yeah. previous three. Um, they touched on North Korea and, um, you know, kind of the human rights issue. And they dehumanized or they humanized Bond in the beginning with the capture and him for weeks being tortured. Oh, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So it was kind of I mean, I've, I've seen this a lot. It still holds up for me. But um, I, I felt like, uh, yeah, they they took some they got a little ambitious on this one and it worked. Gotcha. All right. I'll give it a rewatch. As Madonna. I mean, it's great. It's a great film. Yeah. I've seen her perform the song more than I've seen the film. But. Ooh, analyze this. Analyze this. This, 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 this. <laughs> It does have one of my favorite Madonna lines. Because uh, it's a non-singing line, but she's like, partway through the song, she goes, I need to lay down. <laughs> Wait, in the song? Yeah. It's hmm. about, I think, two-thirds away the song that she's going on, and then she, you hear her say, I need to lay down. It's just, it's like a, oh, wow. a 40-year-old it's, thing to say. <laughs> it's... I got to check it out because I, yeah. I love that song. It's probably my second favorite Bond theme song after Goldeneye. I yeah. think it's uh, – yeah, it's cool. It's it's choppy, you know, like yeah. they, she chop, they chop the a, lyrics up. Of kind of four or five B yeah. but d- weirdness. D- d- yeah. Yeah. Die another day, another day. <laughs> so what does she say? I'm going to check back next week. Um, what, oh, what's she saying in the, the video? The line that you just mentioned, oh, I need to lay down. I need to lay down. Okay. <laughs> Good for her. Oh, number three, three Minority oh, Report. Hmm. Um, oh. We're getting this is still the kind of still Steven Spielberg soft focus movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also shot Long at Warner Barrel. Brothers. Yep. Um, uh, I I still give this a hotel watch if it's on because I'm like oh yeah I for the most part I kind of thought it was interesting what they were doing. Yeah, same Z's. Um, I watched it not too long ago. If it's streaming somewhere and there's nothing else on, I'll give it a shot. Uh, but I do like the the idea kind of the, the, the plot so and it's got tom cruise playing tom cruise and colin farrell who's who is a great actor was just kind of like becoming more and more on the map around this time yeah he, he was he was a great too. smarmy villain guy I yeah yeah and tom cruise still looked like tom cruise so it was all good of course yeah right exactly um next we got a treat for you um the ring the, uh, the first ring based on but even though it was a re- American remake and then I know they made a couple sequels and then uh, I think another uh, kind of a reboot-ish I, can't, I don't think I even saw it but um, so right. yeah they, they they shot somewhere else but I know they shot a couple plot, uh, places in LA and I just I think I happened to be by one of the houses that they shot at so I stopped oh, yeah. yeah it was a remake of the movie Ringu right I believe so, yeah. So this I've never seen that one, the Japanese one. I think I did at the time because obviously into horror, I'm like, well, I need to see what this is based on and so forth. But um, and then I think to the next year, I think we have the Grudge, and that kind of became a a mm-hmm. thing. But um, so grudge. yeah, at, at the time it was it was good at the time, um, and now it's just it it doesn't hold up to repeat viewings. No, it does not. I agree. Um, it was scary at the time. And I, I would be curious, because obviously it was all about that VHS tape, and now... <laughs> it's been done to what, death. What, what do people 
<laughs> how would they play it? Like, like, oh, the rings, the curse has stopped <laughs> because people stopped using VHS. Right. There's a, the ring, the curse tape is in the attic. Okay. <laughs> they should do a prequel where the first one was on beta and right. then it stopped, you know, because. <laughs> the, the Betamax. <laughs> yeah. The Laserdisc version of the ring. <laughs> DVDs. Yeah. Uh, some of all fears have you seen this i did i saw that in the theater as well oh nice tom uh, clancy this is the yeah. first one with uh ben affleck as yeah jack ryan yeah so it was pretty good it was um obviously the, we, we were still fresh off 9-11 so i remember it was it became more real you know hey this could happen you know and yeah. um i think i just remember it just was pretty silent in the theater uh, when the bomb went off, um, because it, it just that still be, it, was, it still felt like a very much a reality could happen. It did, yeah. And um, I might be mistaken about this, but I, I think this and the um, collateral damage with Schwarzenegger, I think they were actually delayed because of 9/11. I Probably. think, yeah. Um, I, I've seen this movie a lot. I do, I do enjoy it. It does still hold up for the most part. Um, Jack Ryan movies, with the exception of. Oh, that one from 2013 for the most part they they still kind of hold up they're yeah. politically set in the time and you know um they're pretty unbiased and i didn't watch any of the john krasinski versions he oh they're not bad. yeah no okay. the one with um chris pine is is kind of weak okay yeah. it try, tries to be like a jason Bourne, and it just doesn't really work we know how uh, we feel about jason Bourne. It's a lot of choppy editing and car chases, but um, and people on the phone. And people, uh, there's a lot of there's actually more people on the phone in that one. I think it's like the whole, whole movie is on the phone. Is on the phone. Yeah. Oh god. So, um, but, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a little, it's a hotel watch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, number six, Eight Mile. Robert actually owns clothes, or wardrobe from this I, film. I do a lot of Mackay Pfeiffer clothes. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Um. So I was I was kind of, I was into Eminem at the time and. Uh, Oh, yeah. movie and so at that time when movies were released um they sold a lot of the wardrobe so um so actually they had an anniversary screening or something uh so i actually wore <laughs> movie wardrobe to the theater oh that's so that cool was in the movie so oh yeah mckay pfeiffer uh he's he's great in this too yeah. this is when eminem was um i mean he's still um you know very big but this is when he was at his peak i mean like they're like just do a movie at this point you know and it worked. Um, it worked. Yeah. Uh, one Academy Award for it. it, um, it for the song. It's, it still held up for me for the most part. I was kind of, because I was like, oh, I don't know how much this will wear. But I, I don't know. I could have been in the time, too. Yeah, no. Uh, I watched this not too long ago. It does still hold up. It, it's still a pretty good, pretty good flick. Uh, what do we have for seven? Get out of my house. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> Panic Room. Mm. Jody Foster? Foster. And Kirsten Stewart. And uh, yeah, uh, I liked it at the time. Um, I, I what I remember most is that was the first time you kind of saw those 3D credits. If you remember the opening credits, it looked like they were actually three-dimensional, hanging in the city of the different New York blocks and so forth. And I think that was right. the first time uh, you saw that. I remember there was like, "Ooh, we're we're in a fancy movie here." Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't remember this well. I've, I've, I've seen it. I remember, you know, they're stuck in the room and all that. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna yield to you. Um, I liked it. So, 
A uh, little bit of trivia that I just remember is that uh, Nicole Kibben was was the part was originally for her, and I think she either left or had to bow out or something like that. But she is on the phone with Jodie Foster in one scene when I think she's calling her ex-husband or something like that, and that the new girlfriend or wife or whatever is actually Nicole Kidman on the phone. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, a interesting. Bit of trivia, but a little bit of trivia there. Yeah. But. Uh, number eight is Red Dragon. This is the third installment of Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> right? One of the – yeah, this is the prequel. <laughs> that I, I, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't like it. I don't think I even saw it in the theater at the time because um, I was kind of like, oh, I don't like – it just kind of smelled funny to me. So, um, And I did not like Edward Norton as Will Graham. And after Hannibal, the series no. came out, I definitely did not like Ed Norton. <laughs> you didn't well. like his highlights in 1982? Ooh, that was, yeah. Because it he, took place in the early 80s, and he's got these, like, L.A. highlights from 2003, and you're like, yeah, a lot of sun. It looked, yeah, it looked bad. In Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Anthony Hopkins looked a little weird, and I, I think that they were doing some early de-aging or something, or makeup, because they were trying to make him... They're trying to make him 10 years younger yeah. <laughs> than in Silence of the Lambs, which was 10 yeah. years before this movie. So yeah. in reality, they're trying to make him look 20 years younger. Yeah, And technically, this is a remake or another reboot of – since that already was Manhunter. Right. Uh, there was already a movie about it, which was probably done a little bit better. But um, but no, they, they wanted to have this kind of take place in the same universe. So I was glad Dr. Chilton came back, though. There's someone here to see you, Dr. Lecter. I'll tell you you said no. What is her name? Clarice. <laughs> you know, I uh, I've seen this theatrically. I've seen it a few times since. I'm I'm not a big fan though. It doesn't hold up for me. Um, for that reason alone, there's a lot of um, there's some scenes that's cool, and I do like Chilton, but yeah, not really my go-to. No, no, nobody's still talking about this movie. No. Uh, we got for nine. Blade Two. One. This is the second of many, right? Or, or um, I remember there's Blade Trinity. And I don't remember. They make more blades after that. I just remember those those three. Wait. I think that was it. So I remember Blade Trinity because we had Ryan Reynolds. Blade Two is kind hmm. of. Mm, I don't really. I don't know too much about that one. I haven't seen so, it. So no. That's a negative. Negatory. We'll, we'll, we'll next that right here. <laughs> <laughs> Number ten is Gangs of New York. This is uh, Scorsese directing Daniel Day Lewis, DiCaprio, and a slew of others. Henry Thomas. Um, have you seen this movie? Once. Oh, you're not a big fan? I am not, but it's, I know you it's a, there's un, I'm a big fan. Um, DiCaprio's accent is terrible in it. I don't know who's thought that was a good Irish accent, though. He's like, well, if you call me a chillin', then maybe that we got words. And I'm like, the Irish don't sound like that. <laughs> but it, it John C. Riley is one of the uh, most unintentionally funny, like, without trying to be funny guys in this movie. Yeah. It's such a quotable, for me at least, a quotable movie that it's just, it's just ridiculous, you know. Like uh, they're they're taking the upper crust of society around New York to show them, and John C. Riley's the cop, and he's like, "Is that man dead drinking, sir? Is he drunk?" And he goes, "No, madam, he's as dead as Good Friday." Move it along now. Keep moving along. <laughs> he's the Irish cop. Oh, that's a nice uh, thing for Mrs. Mulcahy. Um, but yeah, overdoing it a little bit. Yeah, if you can get past uh, the accents. Yeah, it's um, it, it's 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 great. Visually, I mean, the special yeah. effects of aging New York and using recreating that are pretty, still pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, if it's on 
in a hotel, I will watch it for you. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if you got locked in your hotel and then the front <laughs> desk called you and said, we're listening to the show. And we've took a note of all of the films you said you watch. <laughs> and you're not leaving until you watch them. And you were there for four days watching, like, Corky Romano and You only – okay, hey, now I watched Corky Romano today, actually. What? I all did. Right. Let's, let's <laughs> talk about it after this list because this right. needs its own beast. Something. All right. Right? Yes. Oh, yes. So, yes. Okay. I, will, I, will, I will talk about it in public. Road to, Perdi- <laughs> Road to Perdition. Now, I don't know if I saw this. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't see this one, I don't think. It's okay. It does hold up. It's a cool Tom Hanks period piece in the 30s about some bootlegging in the Midwest. I think Nebraska's actually in it a little bit. Um, Paul Newman, beautifully shot, but overrated. When this movie came out, reviews were saying it's the best movie since The Godfather. Uh, and I remember seeing it off that because it got good reviews. And I'm like, this is not as good as The Godfather. And you don't hear anybody today saying, hey, let's yeah. all get together and watch Road to Perdition. So I don't know what they're thinking, but it is kind of cool. It's um, It takes some cues from The Untouchables. Um, it does take some cues from The Godfather. Um, for the most part, it, it holds up, but, you know, it's a what you call a good, like, in a hotel movie. Gotcha. And number 12 is Resident Evil. <laughs> the first of 17 Resident <laughs> I don't sure how many they have. Resident Evil <laughs> Retirement. Resident Evil aftershave. Uh, now, I liked it at the time because I thought mm-hmm. it was kind of like, oh, they kind of did this one right, you know, the best you can do. And then I think we, when we talk about movies that get worse or in retrospect just by the amount of sequels and kind of how far it went downhill, uh, yeah, you can't watch this again. But, yeah, it has some no. unique special effects. There's some scenes that, you know, the lasers and stuff like that that you will not forget. But. Uh, no, I'll never watch this again. Yeah, you're right. This is a perfect example of um, sequels that were in the original. I always thought the first two were good. This one and uh, I think it was Apocalypse. They kind of can show the Raccoon City mm-hmm. and all that's unfolding in a sense where maybe they can get out of this, whatever. But it got so bloated. I remember, I don't even know which one it was. Maybe the fourth one where they're like they're on an aircraft carrier and at the end the, the, the White <laughs> House is like shooting zombies. It's It, it was like too uh. much. You know? Yeah. Uh, number 13, we need a page on this. Shot in Omaha about Schmidt. I know. I've been to locations. I actually uh, – actually, I drove by watching them film because uh, they filmed by a really? half a mile from my work. Yeah. I remember – yeah, there was uh, – I remember – I knew they were filming in South Omaha, and I remember driving around. I remember seeing a big camper. But at the time, I thought it was a movie trailer, you know? I didn't realize it was the camper that he drove around or kind of the big RV or whatever it is kind of in the movie. So, um, but yeah, cool. so, and I actually, we actually own some props from this uh, because at the end of the movie um, they finished shooting and they just opened up, you could just buy whatever your props you wanted. Now we never saw We didn't see the movie at the time, you know, uh, because they had just finished filming. So you didn't know what you were buying. So I have a bunch of things that I have from the movie as well. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What were some of the? Give us like an example. Of some of the. Uh, I have one of his trench coats and some thimble. What, what, what? Thimbles? Thimbles? Is that what they're called for sewing? That yeah, yeah, thimbles. Yeah, so they have big uh, close-up uh, in the film. Um, oh, that's cool. I think um, a couple of paintings uh, uh, from his living room in the movie. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I can't remember. That's what exciting. I, yeah, so it's a couple things like that. So. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, and actually, I actually went to uh, where they shot inside the house. They shot a couple scenes inside the actual house. Um, and so oh. a friend of a friend uh, lives there. And so they they were kind enough to let me go. Oh, take wow. Some pictures. Yeah. That wasn't a set then. Uh, they did spell a set. But there's a couple scenes where they they go from like literally I think there's two or three scenes where they go from inside to out. You know, and so they wanted they re wallpapered and whatever. You, you figure like at that point, I say, hey, you know, we're just gonna cut. You know, <laughs> right. show them coming out the door. It's it's it, it's funny how much money they spend on stuff that would almost seem incidental. You know, to us. But, yeah, right. Uh, we got to see the set because when they sold the props, we, it was actually in the studio, so we got to see the big sets and that they oh, built cool. and everything. So at that's the time. exciting. Yeah, so it was kind of fun. That is cool. That is fun. Uh, I saw this once in the theater. It, it, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, I'm not sure why I haven't seen it since, but it, I would imagine it still holds up. Um, yep. And I even Kathy went Bates. when I was in uh, Colorado. I went to some locations they used for that. So you think oh, I would wow. have a page by now? <laughs> well, we're gonna have to. When you do, we have to let yeah. us know. We'll have to visit and that. I think my my dad had some video because he um, shot uh, Kathy Bates and Jack Nicholson were driving in a scene, and so he. They're not too far from my parents' house. Uh, he watched them film and shot some video. But he got he has a video of it. Yeah, it's not very clear. It was at night, you know. But yeah, but still, that's yeah. cool. When the movies are in town, that's a big deal. Patterson's covered about Schmidt pretty well. It's a family <laughs> effort. See, I think it'd be funny if the props got more personal and questionable. Where you were like, yeah, I have a jacket and some thimbles and um, a credit card from Jack Nicholson and uh-huh. uh, car keys from Kathy Bates and a social security number and. Um, you know, just some stuff just, I got. Just stuff, you know, <laughs> while they're in town. While, while they're, they're at the town. set. Yeah. Hope Davis is in this, too. She is. She is really. Uh, one of my favorite moments is when uh, <laughs> at her wedding. And she has yeah. like, the blue eyeshadow. And <laughs> it's just, it's very, it, there's very Omaha stuff in this movie. Very, I like Omaha stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's a great place. Next is Crossroads. This is Britney Spears. This did not go up as well as Eight Mile did when they were trying to do the pop star rapper, you know, slash yeah, film. I did not see this one, so I have seen this were you a with my Spears sister. Or? Um, you know what? I do like Britney Spears. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a fan. I don't think I'd ever see her live because she ain't singing. Um, That's exactly why I saw her live. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the first time I saw her live was for her Three Ring Circus tour because I'm like I want to see this for myself. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you saw her on the Three Ring tour? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, which was uh, it was kind of amusing. It was perfect for Britney because you know with the Three Rings she would do the, her dance on one ring and then she go to the next thing and do the same exact dance and then she go to the third ring and do this you know so like she really she was limited on what she had to. To sing, and I remember <laughs> there was one song in particular. I'm like, oh, she's singing this one live. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you totally know. Yeah. She's like, um, not like Michael Jackson, but they they both did the similar things. They lip synced some of the songs on stage because it's yeah. it is tough to like do these dances yeah. for two hours and sing for but them. Donna does her fair share as well. But yeah, they all do. Yeah. Um, but and then they 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 pick which ones they sing, and it's interesting because you can hear. Which one's real and which one's not? Especially with Michael Jackson, I'm a I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. You can tell because he had such a good rock voice that when he sang in concert, it was like different than the record, but it worked. Yeah. For Britney, you know, <laughs> that that's interesting tour though. That was when she came out and there was like people were shitting all over her because you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, 
because of all the, the video and everything. Um, that's an interesting tour to see, though. That had like the majority of her catalog was already established at that point. Yeah, so it, it was kind. Of, I mean, I was there more in a jokey mode, but um, and then right. uh, and I did see her in Vegas too because I had a a night in between Madonna concerts. I'm like, oh, I'll oh go really? See, I'll go see Britney. Just to you see. saw her during the residency? Yeah, yeah. How was uh, that? It it was. <laughs> It was a strange, you know, like, because, you know, I'm just there. I'm like not a fan, you know, and me and my friend went just for like, hey, let's do this tonight. Uh, actually, some of the Madonna dancers were there, I remember. Um, uh, in, in, in the audience? Yeah, because uh, we bumped into them beforehand. But uh, what I remember, because I was down in the pit and it was just like, it was Vegas. And so it was it was like a drunk fest, you know, before it even began. And, yeah. and I remember some guy. <laughs> In front of me, he like something. He spilled beer on me, and oh. and the girls behind me were like, "Hey, look at what you're doing!" You know, like, "Hey, watch where you're going!" And like, he just took his whole beer and like dumped it all over the ground. Like, what? I oh. know. I was like, I was like, God, why am I here? <laughs> There's nothing worse than beer drinking drunk people. Yeah, because it implies that you had to drink a lot to get like that, and you're just you smell. You're just dumb at that point. Yeah, yeah. You so know? anyway. Um, Crossroads does not hold up, Robert. Yeah, I'll take uh, care of that. One more question about Brittany. Yeah. Um, do you do you are you glad that she her conservatorship is going to be ending or at least? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, as much as I'm poking fun of it, her I think her handlers, I'll say for lack of a better word, have they've made her they've made her life hell, and she's yeah. doing things that she does for many years has does not want to do. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but I just want to say this. I, it's it's unbelievable to me that somebody this famous with this much money can – okay, she made a few bad decisions as a kid in 2008. We all have, and it, they really weren't that bad. There was some, some drug stuff, and you shaved your head, and you were mm-hmm. acting out. Okay, we all make mistakes. You have that much money that young. You're not going to be perfect. But for that control to be welded over somebody's life for that – for over a decade – that is, I just can't believe yeah. that that is allowable. Like, you, you she, have that much she, money and you can't touch it. She was Thermial took it. I, he, she, exactly. Yeah. But there's gonna, this is just starting. There's gonna be movies and documentaries on this like for years to come. Uh, and Sarah uh, Paulson, and Sarah Paulson <laughs> as Britney Spears. American Crime Story. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Yes, that'll be that'll be it. Star Trek Nemesis number fifteen. Uh, I don't I've never seen this, Robert. It, but you I have, saw the, sure. I saw it in the theater. I remember I, I went with a friend who was a big Star Trek fan, and the, he also apologized after this one. I remember, like, I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> oh, the after movie apology on the yeah. same night. You know, I was like, you know, it was, I, you know, it was fine. The, the, the Next Generation movies, they just mm. were not, you know, like, there, there was, they made them so soon, obviously, right after the series ended. So there was no nostalgia. You know, people were like, oh, let's go see these people again. It was just like extended episodes is kind of what it felt like so yeah yeah it, it just it didn't it didn't tickle your fancy it did not so a big note of this one and the number 16 is the um 20th anniversary cut of et the extraterrestrial is this the cut where they do the walkie talkies walkie talkies yeah pointing at kids <sighs> and <laughs> and i included it because i'm like you know what this is not the same movie and they did some CGI ET, and it was just like, Ew, you know, um, they they cut out I think the terrorist line, uh, where mom's like, yes. you look like a terrorist, and I think 
they changed it. They, they deleted or changed it. And it was like, and you kind of took out the super sensitivity that was going. And so um, I think I might have sent you because I, I, I did the did. same thing with a, a college pictures where uh, we're so holding good. walkie talkies instead of other items that we probably should not have uh, been doing in college. <laughs> no, I know. It was so funny. It's so good. Um, you, we've talked about this a lot. And why did Spielberg decide to remove the guns from the agents? I mean, I, I could understand if they were shooting the kids and it was after like Columbine. Maybe you don't, maybe that's, I don't know, but I, I never understood what the problem was because it looks it was, terrible. It was just kind of walkie talkies. Yeah. It was kind of post Columbine, post nine 11. Uh, people are like, Hey, I think they're like, being very well aware of what they're putting on screen and what this could be interpreted as or what they might be kind of perpetuating. But, um, yeah, I think it was a guilt thing. Maybe he yeah. felt like, uh, I can't have kids with, no. before all that, if you asked me, was there any guns in ET? I'd be like, no, I don't remember a single one. You know, like, <laughs> no, I didn't either until yeah. that came out. Yeah. I, that did not stand out in my mind. Yeah. It was weird. But, it does look bad though. Those walkie talkies. Yeah. And I think Spielberg regretted it and then, future versions are kind of back to normal i think yeah that is a great flick though yeah i just watched that number um et so this one does not hold up for us no in no. terms of the cuts even though i think i probably technically own it because you had to get it <laughs> you have to get it yeah uh oh we've come to a really special treat whenever a <laughs> halloween film comes up in these lists an angel gets her wings halloween resurrection Speaking of apologizing after a movie to a friend, this is I I think I Tyler Banks, yes, Busta Rhymes, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Rick Rosenthal directed it from Rick Rosenthal directed it. So it's it things were kind of lined up. You know, this should have been a well one. This movie probably should not have been done, but you know, it was contractual obligation. So. Right. We're, we're talking about Halloween Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. This was um, – they were trying to do the uh, reality TV kind of film perspective. Yeah. Um, Haddonfield is now in Canada. <laughs> right. Haddonfield has moved to Canada. There's Haddonfield University. So uh, <laughs> it's – Haddonfield there, – there's a shot you know, of kind of Vancouver in the background. You're like, well, Haddon – I remember at the time going, well, Haddonfield's pretty big now. <laughs> Haddonfield, yeah, Haddonfield really had that urban sprawl take. Yeah, it did. Um, and I just remember sinking lower and lower in my my seat as I watched it because it has the opening scene. So one, I was excited because Jamie Lee Curtis had Laurie Strode long hair, and I was like, oh, this is great. I kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. I like that because I felt that was we talked about that was kind of missing from H two O. It felt like. You're just watching Jamie Lee Curtis, and this one I'm like, oh, it's Laurie Strode. She has the hair, and there's a little couple nods. You know, she has the same Raggedy Ann doll that she had in the, or some, not the same, but you know, in her teenage bedroom. So there's yeah. some nice callbacks there, um, and then there was just her her scenes were end up just getting atrocious, where she's like barely running down the hall. Um, she, she admitted that she knew it was bad. I think she told Rick and Rothal at the premiere, like, I told you I was running too slow. Like, <laughs> was not, you know, it just looks bad. I and then it it's does. the worst, you know, it's an icon final girl death that was just bad, you know, like stabbed in the back, no pun intended, and falling into CGI trees. <laughs> yeah, they didn't need to make this movie either. 
Yes. But yeah. And then that was sadly the best part. I know it was. This is arguably the weakest link in the entire franchise, um, which is surprising given that Rick Rosenthal did, uh, you know, usually cleans up. He, yeah, I think I thought it made sense to maybe to bring him back. But then you're like, he yeah, this was not it was a bad script to begin with. So, yeah, it was bad. Uh, here's a shot of Robert. This is in uh, Haddonfield, uh, British Columbia. <laughs> and um, this is a cool shot, though. What, what kind of pl- what place was this? Was this um, this like... is like a former hospital or something. And so it's used. You, you'll see this place used in everything from uh, what's the Adam Sandler uh, golf movie? Oh, Billy. yeah, it is. The Steps. Yeah. Billy, uh, no, it's um, Happy final, Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore, Final Destination 2. A- every Vancouver production has this. <laughs> Yeah, those steps. Look at this location, so. Right, right. Um, University of British Columbia, so this is where they shot many movies as well, including When a Stranger Calls Back. Um, oh, yeah. But that's that university. Um, I even went to the 2400 Motel. I even went to the – I didn't go Good inside. for you. But, um, He's I a completist. Try, I try to be a completist, and I go right to the room. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Didn't they Buster. have a Busta Rhymes song playing in one of the scenes in this movie, like they in the background? might have. I don't remember. I think they did. I, I could be wrong. Don't quote me because I really don't watch this movie a lot. But I, yeah. I remember thinking they had like the Busta Rhymes song, similar to when they had an Ice Cube song playing on the boat in Anaconda. Uh, this is so he's listening to himself. My least watched uh, <laughs> movie. You know, yeah. he probably does listen to himself, too. So, you know, it's not. There's a ref. So, um, but yeah, holds up so. for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a a big no to me. I don't even watch no. this if it's in. I yeah, I might watch it in a hotel because I'm like, what happened again? You know, like I right, I but, fail off. Yeah, right. And that's a safe bet because no hotel is going to be playing this movie at this point. Yeah, I don't think like, this shows up on any marathons either. So no, no, I think they get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. Um, so when no. did Halloween Kills come out? When does it? Yeah. October 15th, I think. October 15th. About a month from today. It's coming down to the wire. Yes. Oh, and we talked about him before. Thomas, Thomas Ian. Thomas Nichols, yep. He's in, uh, he's the other guy I was thinking of in uh, yep. Resurrection. Okay, Halloween Resurrection, folks. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> if you dare. If you dare. Uh, 18. Oh, the sweetest thing, which apparently uh, we need a page for. I know. I've I visited these locations, and it, it is one of my favorite comedies. Uh, so, have you seen Definitely. it? Definitely, okay. I have. It is. A, it's not one of my favorite comedies. It is. A, it is a fun movie, though. Yeah. Um. um where where did, where were the locations for this? Uh, mostly in San Francisco area. So, um, a couple in L.A. Like they shot at the Friday Thirteenth Part Five gas station. <laughs> They, they really? shoot a lot, yeah. They shoot a lot of things there. So there's a couple of LA things, um, but otherwise, uh, mostly in the kind of San Francisco area. And I remember Francisco hiking up those hills. Place. Place. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a great place to film too. It's timeless. Are you um you you watch the sweetest thing? Like, is this above on your rating system? Where does this fall? Um, I have to go back to my rating system to see where it falls. But well, I can I do, tell you I, your rating system. I, I own it. I own it on. I think they, I don't think it's on Blu-ray. I think I just own it on DVD. That's the the highest I can could get it at this point. But it's a perfect Saturday afternoon movie then. It is a four. Yep. Oh, cool. Um, okay, next one on the list is going to be Catch Me If You Can. This is another 
Spielberg. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo playing Leonardo, film. which is good. <laughs> Frank Abagnale. Um, uh, this movie still holds up. Tom Hanks uh, is, is good as Agent Hanratty. DiCaprio, um, it's a perfect movie for him because he plays 30 years of a guy's life and he, he can play 18 or he could at this time play like 18 year olds and 35 yes. year olds. So it worked out. Yeah. So I still like that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Take your seats. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to tell you again. Take your seats. I usually sub for Roberta. Oh, I always sub for Roberta. Uh, I always felt so bad know, for that woman. Anytime I say I concur, I think about catching Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I concur. I should have concurred. <laughs> I should have concurred. Well, I'm actually thinking about uh, going into law. A doctor and a lawyer. Wow. She certainly hit the jackpot. <laughs> I mean, that scene was full of shit. Like, come yeah. on. The 17 year old in front of you. Or oh, doctor and a lawyer. Well, uh, still holds up, though. <laughs> Catch me if you can. 17 year olds look different back then, so, you know. True. Yeah. True. Um, next is May. This is one that Robert has covered extensively. Are you familiar <laughs> with May? No, uh, uh, I don't think so. It is. Not at first bite. Uh, it is a film that we, we, we watched on Monday Night Movie Night. Um, so, uh, so I didn't know too oh. much about it. It's a horror film. Um, and it, it disturbed me enough that I did not want that movie in my house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why? There's just a couple of disturbing scenes that I had trouble handling that I just like, Oh my gosh. I just, I kept, I had to look away. That's Which not also good. Means that I love, I mean, it's a good movie then. In that case. Yeah. But if it scares you. Yeah. And I don't scare. It was like disturbs me is the word I would use. So, Okay. Um, so it's kind of not, it's not super well known, but, um, so I went to, they kind of shot a lot in the Silver Lake area of mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And so, um, I went to many of those locations. Um, it's a lot of these are kind of all within the same three, four block area. Yeah. Yeah. Hyperion. When I first moved to LA, I used to live near here and there's a great bar called the, um, public house, like just a few doors down. It's a, it's a cool area. It's a cool part of the city. Uh, what, what's an example of a disturbing scene? Are you allowed to mention one? Or uh, freak you out? I don't know. I, I want people to kind of see it too. So I, there, there's a couple of death scenes that I <laughs> just, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's fat me on the bench. Uh, I, I I am I did cross my eyes too. Uh, okay, because I didn't know if it was you, and I was like, no. Yeah, if you look at the picture below, eyes. that she has oh. a crossed okay. eye. Oh, that's perfect then. Something like that. So, and actually, when I met her. Uh, I thought about doing a cross-eyed picture too. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's just, no, no way. It's probably not, but yeah. That's so, funny though. Um, but we'll talk about her in a little bit because she shows up in another TV movie uh, released in 2002. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. We'll get into that. Um, but I would recommend checking this out for horror fans. Check out May. Was this in um, – uh, a theatrical release or was this festival? I think I think it was theatrical, but it was probably festivals for sure. And then probably some theatrical, but I did not see it until uh, it came on on video. Oh, OK. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I know exactly where this is. This is a cool, uh, cool spot here. Great yeah. shots down. Uh, oh, the Waddles Mansion, which um, play, has played a cemetery before in other films. Um, but here is actually supposed to be kind of like a dog park or something like that. But oh, nice. Uh, great work on this one, Robert. Thank Always you. good. Um, Van Wilder, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I, I own this on DVD. Yeah. 
What's that? I own this on DVD. So apparently at one point I thought this was really funny. Yeah. It, it was funny, I thought, yeah. when it when it came out. I, I think that's the only time I've ever seen it. Um, right. Have you watched it recently? Uh, not recently. Um, I'd probably... I don't know if I'd watch it on Hotel because it would it'd be, I'd be an edited version, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good point too. Yeah. There are movies like Scarface and other things where you just cannot watch the edited one. It's just comical. Well, flip you. Yeah. Well, flip you, man. Flip you. <laughs> so bad. Uh, oh, great. You know, it's it's almost funny that they still edit edit that stuff. It's like we know what they're saying. Yeah. Um, if you're there's any kind of person that shouldn't be hearing this, uh, hopefully that there's a parent. They moved involved. on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I would still watch it. So yeah, okay. So Van Wilder holds up. Next is yes. Punch Drunk Love. This is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, yes, I think we talked about this before, but yeah, you so covered I, this. I do like his movies. I've not uh, moved this, ported this page over to my website, and I've been to a couple of the Hawaii locations since I made the page. But um, I remember I went to this one location for viewers that are happy to look at the video and the uh, kind of the. Uh, where his office is supposed to be. And I was talking to the guy and it's like, cause I was like, I was kind of in on their property. And he's like, Oh, it's okay. We take some pictures. Like he's like, yeah, I was in the movie. So if you look at that first picture uh, up at the top um, and then there's some oh, screen no time, way. he's actually in the movie. So old man Marley, he was, uh, <laughs> and he looks about the same. Uh, <laughs> and I said, Oh, how did that? He's like, he's like, yeah, I was just in the background or whatever. And they asked me to say a line. And he says, all these other extras were pissed because Oh, yeah. He's not I, like an actor. Yeah, a line will move you up and get you an automatic SAG card. You know, like it kind of moves you. And they were like, ugh, you know. And he, he doesn't care. I mean, he's still a yeah. mechanic and stuff like that. But, yeah, so I thought it was it was, it was was a nice little story. And it was Oh, that's funny. That is a nice story. Uh, you like to hear about that. Funny bumping into him um, and, and hearing about that. So, yeah, but yeah I need to do a, I, I'll need to do a proper page for this one. But yes, I do recommend it. And I even own upgraded to the Criterion collection version of this. Oh, very nice. Very cool. Um, yeah, I enjoy this movie, too. It still holds up uh, for the most part. It's still pretty fun. Um, you're going to migrate this eventually over to set yeah, com. I, I need to do that. Cool. Uh, Punch Drunk Love still holds up. Uh, number 23 on honorable mentions is Swept Away. I think I know this Madonna, one, Robert. Madonna's year. Oh, but this is a Madonna movie. This is Madonna, directed by Guy Ritchie. Have you? Uh, so I take you. you have oh, not seen it. yeah, that one. Yeah, I've I mean, never just, seen it. It's a remake itself. Uh, yeah, and, I know. Uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, what What's it about? It's a movie. Oh, <laughs> I'll say that. But here's the thing: like Madonna, and this was when she was at her most lean. Like she was so lean and muscly, her face looked weird and sinewy or whatever, and she's. She's playing uh, kind of a well-to-do woman, and she just I don't, she comes across as it just it does not well for her. But they do have one musical kind of sequence, you know, where it's kind of a not, not a dream sequence or something, you know, but it's it's a, a little bit different. And then it's weird because then you're like, oh, it's Madonna because she's singing and dancing around, and then they go back to the old one. But uh, I do own this on DVD, and it was a it was a Monday night movie night. Oh, it has five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How much? Five. Oof. <laughs> that means it's a watcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, if you were in LA, you'd be in luck because it's screening at 9:30 tonight at Brain Dead Studios. Oh my gosh, it would be wonderful to see that on the big screen. That's right on Melrose. I feel uh, like I might have plans tonight at 9:30 p.m. You're like you're like oh, cannot wait. 
I'm home alone all weekend. I have nothing to do. Uh, I could literally go there. Sorry. Just like, I mean, I could go anyway, but it's. Hey, oh, if you were in town, if, we'd have to go. What if Madonna was there? Ooh. I mean, she lives what five miles from you, so. Yeah, that's she, a good this point. Could, this could be her screening. Maybe that's why they're showing it. I'm just she's saying. There. I'm just saying. Why would they show this movie randomly? Like honestly. Know. Now, if it's, it's Madonna. It's not as well known. And it says a 9.30 start time. That means it won't start till 11. So just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> We've been sitting here for an hour and a half for this <laughs> terrible movie. Why uh, is the air cool. conditioning turned off? Yeah. <laughs> Does Madonna do that stuff? Does she show up at screenings of her films? Um, she showed up at uh, a Truth or Dare anniversary screening. And I remember I know some friends that were fans and they were kicking themselves because they thought Madonna's not going to show up. You know, like and we've seen Truth or Dare hundreds of times, you know. Um, and she was there. She watched the whole movie. Maybe she's going to show up to this thing. Maybe she showed up to um, when I went to the premiere of uh, MDNA uh, in New York. She she sat and watched with everybody else. So really, yeah. that's pretty cool. It's All right. it, was, it was it was very meta to be <laughs> sitting there watching a tour. I just went to many shows too, and knowing that Madonna's like ten rows behind you. Yeah, what do you do? Seeing yourself on screen, like, yeah, it was like, it was a strange. That's a strange, that's a strange cup of tea. Yeah. Um, But Swept Away unequivocally holds up. Check it out. (laughs) Got to see it. Uh, I think I have to now. Um, Number 24, I'm embarrassed to say, I didn't even know they made an American Psycho 2. It is not good. Okay. (laughs) It is not, like, you can barely make it through the first 15 minutes. Not with anybody big in there, is it? Uh, William Shatner, um, Mila oh. Kunis, yeah. Okay. So they oh, had yeah. some not big, big, but yeah. <laughs> the fact that William Shatner is in American Psycho too kind of shows you like this is the level. <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this was released theatrically though. It, uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. So. Okay, Mila Kunis that, is in it. Back then, everything was released theatrically. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. You could really part. sneak in anything. Yeah. Uh, but this is not a good film. No, no, I can't even recommend it as a joke. I can't. <laughs> Sorry. It's bad when it's not even good yeah. to make fun of. You just have to stay away. It's yeah, it's not even worth that. Yeah, you don't want to touch it. Um, Twenty-five is the Born Identity, the first in the Born series. I will say, Robert, this is the strongest link of all of them. Uh, there's the least amount of car. Okay. There's, there's car chases. Yeah. But they center more on him and his identity and his relationship yeah. with the girl as opposed to, um, okay, we're in Berlin. Okay, we're in, we're in Rome. Okay, we're in yeah. Milan. Let's, let's do a bunch of chases. Um, and they show a little bit more of the origin in this. Gotcha. So for me, it still okay. holds up, but it is, it is a boring movie. All right. I'll take your word for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would this, if this came on in a hotel room, would you watch it? No, no. Yeah. Like one, I wouldn't be able to identify which born I did like what. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'll just be like, yeah. I'm like, I can't understand all the cutting, you know, like. <laughs> if Madonna said, I'm going to send you an autographed picture of myself just to you, but you have to watch all the born movies today in order twice, would you do it? Jeez. But it's, it's her to you personally. It'll say Robert and it's not like it's a personal picture like she's taking. Yeah. You would? I, of course, I probably would. Okay. She'd still charge me, but yeah. <laughs> I think you've given her enough money at this point. You would think, but no. You but put, you I, spend, I would you, I would do that, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I'd even so, watch, but, I'd even watch Swept Away after. <laughs> <laughs> Swept Away. I mean, Guy Ritchie's he he has done some good work. Yeah, not he couldn't pull it off. No. Was it because it's his wife and they're trying to do like a wife husband passion project and they weren't taking it seriously? I suspect Madonna was taking it more seriously than him. (laughs) Oh, really? I imagine trying to direct Madonna is Madonna directing you. Oh, right. Like this. No, well, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. Like, I don't think so, honey. (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing it. I'm more famous than you. Yeah. That's going to be a tough gig, too, to be married to Madonna. If yeah. you're not as famous as her, like you'd have to be like like a Sean Penn or somebody like that. Yeah. Because she's so like uh, on, you know, she's such a magnet. Uh, it would be intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Born Identity holds up for me, not for Robert. Number twenty six is Jason X. This is Jason in space. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Cryogenic Jason. Uh, I saw this in the theater because I'm Ooh. a Friday Thirteenth fan. I've got to. You are. I've got to do that. So um, I own it technically because it comes in the box set. <laughs> oh, yes. Technically, it's uh, there. I think I, I've really only watched it once or twice since. Um, if mm-hmm. anything, it has one of the it does have one of the great kills. And that is the kind of the was the liquid nitrogen. Definitely. Head, head smash. I mean, that's probably the peak of this movie. And then it kind of goes down. Mm. And that mask is the one that sold recently, right? Yeah. Or it sold last year, maybe. I think yeah, one of the first sold. Did he sign on top of it? I I can't or I can't remember. I think Kane Hodder signed the front of it. I was like, oh, don't like some yeah. props. You should. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Or something like that. But. He did. Yeah, Kane Hodder. He had that crazy, uh, that crazy cryogenic silver mask thing going on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I, what were they doing in space? I. I the earth was uninhabitable so there was like earth two or something yeah so jason was david cronenberg makes a cameo right right <laughs> um jason ends up i mean he was trapped and then he they ended up uh him and the girl accidentally freeze and then i don't know how many centuries later then they go back down to earth and they bring him back up and unfreeze him and etc cetera, etc cetera. then all hell breaks loose but and then the mask falls at the end yeah, into the then, water. Then he goes to Earth Two, and and I think that was the last of that continuity of Friday the Thirteenth. You're right. Yeah, so yeah, do you think that'll be the end of it? Uh, legally, yeah. I don't know. I I think comics might might have picked it up. I think there was a comic book that picked it up after Jason oh, X okay. into Earth Two and stuff like that. But yeah, because most people think that. Jason Takes Manhattan is really the the last of the Friday the 13th in, in terms of the original because yeah. um, after that it's like New Line and... Um, they couldn't call them Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. so... Okay, but uh, does it still hold up for you? No, no. No, no it no. does not hold up. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> uh, I would watch this, though, before I watch Jason Goes to Hell again, sadly. But the, the, J- Jason X has an entertainment value. Yeah, you know it's kind of kitschy. You know, like oh, you know, let's see what they do. Right, just as bad acting, but it is just as bad. It is. They're they're everybody's in future slutty clothes and no, it's just yeah, it's like a bad Halloween party yeah. prank, but you don't know what's going on. Uh, number what is number twenty seven here? We have a treat. The rules of attraction. 
So Ooh. this is based on one of my favorite Brett Easton Ellis books. This Rules of Attraction was his follow-up to Less Than Zero. Um, I think it was the the book after that. So, um, and it was a book I read before college. So this is exactly how I thought college would be. And for the most part, <laughs> it it kind of was. It kind of it kind of was for, for better or for worse. So okay. the, the 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 book and it's supposed. I think the movie is kind of supposed. It's supposed to take place on the East Coast. Um, so of course it's shot in California, Southern California. Uh, yeah, obviously it is East Coast because there's a lot of snow. <laughs> As as you do a lot of fake snow, yeah. So this was shot out in Redlands, California, University of Redlands, where they also shot Hell Night, and so I kind of mm. had a two for one to go shoot locations out there. Oh, that's cool. You, yeah. You, Hell Night was its anniversary of recently, right? Yeah, it just had its 40th anniversary. So, um, right. So yeah, I like this a lot, and actually, it takes place um, uh, in the same universe as American Psycho. So the brother of Patrick Bateman is in this movie oh and cool so it is it's kind of all kind of interconnected and it's connected to less than zero because this is the school i think clay the andrew mccarthy character went to the school and i think it is in a, in the book is in a couple scenes as well so they're all in the same universe link yeah. somehow yes it's all that's pretty cool together so but yeah so obviously i Drove all the way to Redlands. I'm not sure how far it is. It feels like it feels like it's far from LA. It's probably like 30 minutes, but I think so. It's it's it feels like it's way out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a hike. Yeah, oh, so. the worst. Um, so yeah, so and I and as as you're going through the page, so a lot of us use shot nice at University shot. of Redlands, and then I hope like, I updated the page. Uh, so some of the actual campuses were shot at these barely ready to be torn down. Uh, locations and in a different place. So, as you go through the page, I'll see if. Uh, nice shot. There's oh, there's. All right, me. yeah, yeah, let me know. Um, this house was a little hard to find, but I did find that, and that's oh. in Los Angeles proper. Cool. Doors the same. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, you can you can flip faster to see if there's. I, as you know, I'm a completist. Yep. So right here, you can kind of see this is a. <laughs> Oh wow! Very dilapidated. Yeah, um, kind of semi-scary area. There's security around, so obviously I can hop the fence and kind of get proper locations. But you can yeah. see, uh, I can match it up exactly because I couldn't get in there. But you can kind of see the same spots uh, that oh, they yeah. used. The location, Good job. So. What, what, where was this at? This was in Down Downey. Uh, Ranchos Los Amigos Hospital in Downey. Yep. Okay, and that's gone now. So. Um, this was, for some reason, the gate to the college is shot at the Japanese gardens. Oh, they, yeah. yeah. I live near, I live really close to here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the gate, for some reason, to the college that they decided to use. So Interesting. Random, random weird places that... Like, that oh, that is, is very random, but it works. Yeah. This is the only place we can shoot it. But, <laughs> and that little guard tower thing is really there? Yeah. Yeah. That's the same. I think it looks was there like, anybody in there? Is that, like, maintained? Yeah, it is, because I remember... One time I came and tried to take oh. pictures, and the guard was not having it, so I had to come back another oh. time and secretly take pictures. Surprise! LA has the budget for a man guard to <laughs> open up the gate to the Japanese gardens. Like, really? <sighs> but, They're very particular. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a good shot, though. Um, yeah. Alumni so, Greek Theater at University of Redlands here. Yeah, and I, hopefully all this stuff is still there. A fan just contacted me because he wanted all the correct locations that he was going to go out and visit these locations so oh cool i had a good time i actually owned some wardrobe from this movie as well 
Anything from James Vanderbeek? Uh, yeah, one of his shirts and jackets, I think. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, th- I think it's at the end of this page. You can f- flip down to the bottom. So, uh, and there's some of the cast. Thomasine Nichols again. He's in everything. <laughs> he is in everything. He was getting a lot of work. Uh, oh yeah, this guy's jacket, and then um, hit the shirt, and then oh, you have yeah, the shirt? James Vanderbeek's uh, shirt, and I think um, bracelets oh, cool. and some stuff like that. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Great work on this. Check this yeah. out, uh, Rules of Attraction. Uh, does this hold up for you? It does. Still holds up uh, on set com. And finally, number 28 is Carrie, the TV movie. Oh, and even We've wore, actually talked about even this. Even wore a Carrie shirt today for this. Oh, hell yeah. My, my Carrie the musical, but... Let me see that shirt again. Oh, that's a great shirt. It's one of my favorite that is experiences. That uh, Carrie the musical in downtown Los Angeles. It was... A riot. One of the first shows we did together, July last year, I mm-hmm. think it was. We spoke about it. Oh, yeah. This, which is cool. I think Carrie was our one of our first episodes, or was the first episode. I think so. Um, yeah. So, back in Vancouver. <laughs> back in Vancouver. <laughs> as, Vancouver as is like the Hollywood of Canada. It is. They call it the North Hollywood. Yeah. There is a North Hollywood. But, so, um, yeah, I went to several locations uh, for this one. It <laughs> nice. It does not hold up as a TV movie. Uh, I mean, I mean, it no. kind of felt unnecessary. And I think was, so. Yeah, but um, and I remember on this block, uh, the na- the neighbors were not happy that the film was here because they felt like there was a big disruption to their lives. Um, but oh, really? Yeah, I got a lot of questions on what are you taking pictures of, and I'm like, oh, and they're like, oh, I was here, and I they just weren't they weren't having it. No, they were still mad. <laughs> See, there's in my experiences, there's two types of people that around a set, you know, on off on location filming um, going on. Yeah. They either like embrace it and love it and think it's the coolest thing, or they hate it and like they want nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone that's like, yeah, it was okay. They're either like, oh my gosh, they're filming Carrie, <laughs> or it's like, fuck you. Uh, and I'm probably the only one that actually went. <laughs> these locations i think you are i don't know anybody else that took the time to say yeah i want to go to the carrie 2002 tv movie locations <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job um i'm trying to think what else because yeah we have the house and the school the prom the prom is interesting uh because they they made some fake windows uh it was all this kind of big cement i think this actually was a school uh, oh. but there's a shot later where they made it wind fire coming through the windows and stuff like that so but and it took place in california in the film uh no i think it's supposed to take back east it's when it's supposed where it's supposed to take place this okay. one is actually a little bit more faithful to the book um okay because they they did it the same style where it was they kept flat this was the movie is mostly a flashback and there was uh here you can see where they put the cgi windows in uh where there's actually cement oh yeah 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 um Ooh. But it was framed of people telling, like, here's what happened that night, you know, like a year later, and and the FBI was investigating and and everything. And um, they do a little bit more where she destroys the town, uh, which she did not do in the first movie, but she does in the book. Um, Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit more of that, um, and they kind of ported that over to the next remake of that as well. But uh, but it was, yeah, not not good. Now, the thing is, I love – uh, Brian Fuller did this. So Brian Fuller is the one that did uh, Hannibal, uh, the kind of the the reboot. So there's good people behind this, and it yeah. just yeah. So Angela Bettis, who played May, 
uh, also was played Carrie, and she was the perfect. If anybody had to replace Sissy Spacek, she was the perfect. She was it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and there's Brian Fuller there. Catherine Isabel. Yes. Who also showed up in Hannibal. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You did a great job for this one. This is a good entry. Um, she destroyed more of the town in this one. Yeah. Um, in a that's TV cool. CGI sort of way. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's. Eh, it gets yeah. a little iffy. I think I still like this one better than the movie remake uh years later but the 2013 the one or whatever slowy one yeah 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 that was not good but yeah um so that was uh 2002 uh, yes. honorable mentions before we get into can't look away we reached out to the uh the twitter world and asked them pick a movie that you can watch over and over again uh and we'll read aloud on the show and we got a bunch of responses i'll just run through a few here quickly okay. um delco philly 19335 yeah, it was. It had to be one nine three three five, right? One nine three three four was taking. I, taken, I guess what I, that, I thought it would, might but have been that, but I I know that person. And Airplane. So I, yeah, know, I could I, I could see that. You know, we need. It's a good distraction movie. I don't. I'd be curious on how much um, still holds up these years <laughs> later. Yeah, I I would be curious. Um, it's a. I feel like it's a good quotable movie, but uh, I'll have to rewatch that too. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie P two two four says Happy New Year. It's primarily in Hindi, so it might be tricky to read out loud. It's a really good movie, though. So I guess the movie is Happy New Year. I have not heard of this, Lizzie. Is it a horror movie, Happy New Year? I can't remember. Um, That's a good question. Let's check it out here. Happy New Year. Uh, We are the set chatters. We have all the facts. Or is it Happy New Year? Is it a... Okay, this is a comedy film. Oh. <laughs> have not seen this. I have um, not then, so. But uh, I'd be interested in watching it. Thank okay. you for your comment. Um, Andrew, uh, Andre TFG says, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, that is a John Carpenter favorite. Um, and people, I've been, I saw Carpenter a couple times in concert, and people love when he plays this thing. They do, don't they? They That's, do, yeah. You hear that a lot, yeah. Yeah. Like at those concerts. Yeah. Um, and there's a few other comments, but I'll just shake, uh, stop it with uh, what's shaking with Shaner um, comment on, on Groundhog Day. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. I would happen to agree uh, with Groundhog Day. I say that is one of your favorites. I know. It is. Yeah. Um, do you like Groundhog Day? You're not a fan, are you? Uh, no. I, no. Once is enough for me. It's not everybody's cup of uh, no. cup of tea. Not everybody's slice of Godfather's Pizza. That was Ask the Listeners. Um, Tonight's show is sponsored by Godfather's Pizza. Go in there, mention your name, and get a free pie. I'm just kidding. That is not true. But uh, thank you for um, tweeting us your questions. And for finally, for 2002, Can't Look Away. Um, Robert, I'm going to give this to you. I'm not... Mine is Sorority Boys. (laughs) Sorority Boys. Wouldn't it be Frat Boys? No. Okay. It is Sorority Boys. Uh, is it Barry Watson, Michael Rosenbaum? Um, I can't remember the third guy's name. Where they have to Sorority they get boys. thrown out of their frat, and in order to get I can't remember it's fine for something wireless, they have to dress up as girls and join a sorority. <laughs> uh, yeah, this seems like the least liked movie that I would think, but I still love it, <laughs> and it's probably inappropriate, and I don't I don't care so. Uh, it is one of my favorite movies. So, a couple and you've of the, covered it. yeah, a couple of these houses were like this one in particular was shown up in Night of the Creeps. 
Um, oh, so yeah. some of the same on Greek Row down at USC, but they also shot at UCLA. Um, Who, who's in this movie again, Robert? Uh, Barry Watson, Michael Rosenbaum, and then I can't remember the, the third guy's name off the top of my head. But um, but yeah, so a lot of uh, – here's Park Plaza where mm-hmm. – I, I can't remember what scene. Was there probably a party? Probably a party. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> see – I don't know. I'll a lot see of images going on. from these and I'll just like laugh and laugh. And I'm like, oh, this is like so juvenile. But um, this is one of your can't look aways. I got to watch this. I, now. I love it. I own it on DVD. I don't think it, it's not on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably will never be. There will be a no criterion, the criterion collection of sorority boys. That's so um, funny. But uh, but yeah, it is one of my favorites. So um, and I think. I can't remember. I know I met Michael Rosenbaum. I don't know if he had a sorority boys picture or autograph, but I'm like, uh, but here's, this is actually Disney studios is where the cafeteria was. Um, here? Yeah. So oh. um, not, not open to the public, but I have a friend that kind of works there. So, and we actually did eat lunch there. So well, that's cool. Lovely long beach, California. The pier, lovely long beach. Oh, there's Michael Rosenbaum. And here's you with Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. As Adina. <laughs> I, I want to say I've seen this once, but is, is it like a really bad movie? Or is it I not? Don't, I don't think it is. Okay. Maybe, maybe I, I haven't. I will stop everything and watch this movie. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> we'll have to check that out then. Uh, you should check it out too, listeners. Sorority Many repeatable movies. lines that I can't repeat on air. But yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it, it just, hold up? It like, would this not kind be of movie? appropriate. Yeah. Oh, it wouldn't be made today kind of thing? No. I no. can't. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. That was a firm no, too. It was like, no, no, not even maybe. No, 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 no. Uh, so your can't look away. Yes, my can't look away is Reign of Fire. It's Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey fighting dragons. Nothing not to love about this movie. Have you seen Reign of Fire? Um, I think I did once. I know we've talked about it. And it'll be one of those things like where I you uh i see scenes or something. I'm like, oh, I do remember this. Um, So I think it, it might have been one of my... 1 a.m. movies. <laughs> okay. So it's a good I time to watch it. it but yeah. Yeah, I watched... Uh, the. It's kind of not dissimilar to Godzilla. The plot is, you know, they're in a subway and they uncover an ancient... As you do in subways, <laughs> you uncover an ancient dragon egg and yeah. it hatches and it wakes up and 10 years later, the earth is scorched and there's like... It's post-apocalyptic. Dragons rule the earth. Uh, and there's resistance pockets that fight it and christian bale uh dreamy christian bale leads one of the pockets and matthew mcconaughey as a texan if you can believe that plays van zant who comes in to help and they're like riding on the dragons and it's it's out of control it's basically uh like a western with dragons like van zant is like lassoing dragons and it's it's out of control (laughs) but it's amazing to watch though it's just so um it tries so hard you, you, know? you lost me at Matthew McConaughey. But, uh, <laughs> I I just stopped listening then. They they threw a lot at this. I think it was here you go. It's a sixty million dollar budget they had for two thousand two to yeah. the seats all CGI. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, you, it's funny. Christian Bale. This is before you know Matthew McConaughey's kind of renaissance. He was doing rom coms. So you have Christian Bale, like the serious method actor. And contact McConaughey. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, dragons. could somebody make an edit of Contact where he's not in it? Because then I know I would I would watch it, but I know it's it's bad. We had a we we do 
we try to promote mindfulness at work and there's different apps and stuff like that. And Matthew McConaughey does different voices or things as well. And people are like, oh, you should really try that one because it's Matthew McConaughey. I'm oh. like, no, that would get me more upset. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. would actually cause anxiety. Yeah, in me you're like have. just getting angrier word by word. But I know that's true. Uh, with uh, some celebrities, you hear the voice and you're just like, nope, mm-hmm. not going to do it. But yeah, Rain of Fire, uh, it's it's a pretty bad flick, but I will always watch. I actually own it on DVD. It's yeah. um, yeah. Speaking it's a fun of one. what I now own on DVD. Here we are, yes. <laughs> Corky Romano. Not so on Blu-ray. you, you watch this. I did today, actually, because I was like, oh, you know what? I ordered this because I'm like, uh, we talked about it last time. I'm like, oh, you know, and I, I watched the trailer. And I was like, I immediately, I'm like, where's that location? You know, I was trying to find locations just based on a two-minute trailer. And yeah. I'm like, I, I better get the right. DVD for this. So I did actually watch it today. What did you think of it? Want to buy some cookies? <laughs> Want uh, to buy some cookies? <laughs> uh, it wasn't that bad uh, yeah. as I kind of thought it was going to be. And actually, I the more I was like, I might, I may have seen that. There's scenes I'm like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I maybe I've seen this before. I'm not, sh- but as the for the most part, I didn't kind of recall anything. So, um, it is, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm glad it's you fine. said that. And then it was committed. It is. I mean, it's a it's a bad movie, but um, don't you think there's some good actors in it? Not good acting, but there's like good actors in it. Yeah, I and mean, we got Peter Berg. Um. And and I, you know if I do bump into Robert Pattinson, you know I will say hey, hey, <laughs> both watch Corky Romano. I know you love it. Now you uh, love it. And future LA trip, I will be doing some Corky Romano locations. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Let me know when you when you do that. I'll be your uh, your deep your uh, PA on this on the. On the I, I know the internet cannot wait. <laughs> they cannot wait. Robert released this week Corky Romano locations, and the internet lost their minds. I don't think anybody else has done. Corky Romano locations, as far as I know. So no, but that's what's that's what's so great about the set jetter is you have great movies and bad movies under your wing, and they just grow. The wings grow. Yeah. Cherry two thousand two. I gotcha. I gotcha. Corky <laughs> Romano. Damn. Gotcha. Back to the Future. I don't think so. I don't think so. Back yeah. to the Future. Not touching no. it. Yeah. But that's what that's what's real great. You don't do the, all the mainstream ones that everyone does. You know. Here's the Hollywood sign. It was in these movies. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, I live, uh, my buddy who lives in Pasadena, he's like, oh, yeah, my friend was in town. We saw the sh- shot where they, um, uh, this, you know, I took him to the Halloween locations, you know, like uh, the school, and I was like, Garfield Elementary. He's like, oh, you know that? I was like, bitch, please. I know the set jetter. <laughs> And then he's like, he did. I guess he he obviously doesn't listen to my sh- podcast. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, no, I literally we have a podcast on filming locations. Like you should check it out. Like we've talked about Halloween like almost every episode. He's like, oh no way. I'm like, bitch, please. please. I know Garfield Elementary. Everybody yeah, because you does. told me that. You said yeah. it was Garfield when we were at um the Karate Kid School. I was like, where's the Halloween? Oh, yeah. Like it's Garfield Elementary. You knew right right away. Some things are right are at the top of my head. So it was right there. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I make my pilgrimage to the Halloween. I mean, I've been there hundreds of times, but yeah, still go if I'm around the area. Yeah, it's a good pilgrimage to go. Um, that'll be our show today. Thank you, uh, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, check out all the shows for free everywhere the podcasts live, and go to Robert's website at setdashjetter.com. Robert, always a pleasure to spend Saturday with you, sir. Likewise, have a good weekend. 
You do the same. Listeners, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on the set.